Today, Lukashenko goes missing, big elections in Turkey and Thailand, a cyclone hits Myanmar, and President Zelensky meets Prime Minister Rishi Sunak. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday the 15th of May 2023. Since last Tuesday, the Belarusian leader Alexander Lukashenko has not been spotted, with him notably missing a major state celebration. This has led to a number of different people and outlets believing that the autocrat is currently struggling with his health. Lukashenko was meant to give a speech at the National Flag, Emblem and Anthem Day, but instead this year a message was read out on his behalf by the Prime Minister. The only real evidence for this, outside of his current reclusive nature, was the fact that Lukashenko left the Victory Day parade early in Russia and was spotted with a bandaged right hand. Some have described him as looking visibly tired at the event. The opposition leader Svetlana Tikhonovskaya wrote on Twitter that there were many rumours about Lukashenko's health and that, for us, it means only one thing. We should be well prepared for every scenario, to turn Belarus on the path to democracy and to prevent Russia from interfering. Lukashenko was last seen on the 9th of May, when he was laying flowers in Minsk for the Belarusian Victory Day parade. In other big news, Turkey's highly anticipated election finally took place on Sunday, and the presidential vote looks set to go to a runoff vote on May the 28th. The presidential election has been billed as the most important in the world this year, and people in and outside of Turkey are closely watching to see if voters extend President Erdogan's two decades of power or end it. At time of writing, with 99% of ballot boxes counted, neither Erdogan nor his rival Kemal Kilic Durolu have reached the 50% threshold to win outright. Turkey's Supreme Election Council puts Erdogan in first place on 49.4% of the vote, Kilic Durolu on 44.96%, and third party candidate Ogan, who won't be on the runoff ballot, on around 5%. The results will be disappointing to Kilic Durolu and the six-party opposition alliance supporting him. Polls ahead of the election had suggested that he may have been able to beat Erdogan outright in the first round, or at least place first ahead of a second round. Not only did Erdogan himself outperform a lot of polling, his ruling alliance appears set to secure a parliamentary majority. In a speech to his supporters, Erdogan said, The winner has undoubtedly been our country. The opposition have accused Erdogan and his party of interfering to delay the counting and reporting of some votes, but conceded that a runoff was almost certain. Turnout was very high at 88.8%, so the two candidates will be working hard to convince the relatively few non-voters to head to the polling station, and perhaps more crucially, to win over the 5% or so who voted for the third party candidate, who could play a kingmaker role. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Sunday also saw an election in Thailand, in which voters delivered a shock victory for a youth-led progressive party and rejected the military-backed government that's been in power since a coup in 2014. The Move Forward Party campaigned on radical change, including reducing the political power of the military, ending conscription, changing strict laws that make it illegal to insult the royal family, and legalising same-sex marriage. They exceeded expectations and won the popular vote and the most seats, 151 in the 500-seat parliament. In second place was Fu Tai, who were previously the main opposition party to the military-backed government and, until just recently, were favourites to win. 
Move Forward's leader is likely to seek a coalition with Fu Tai and a few smaller parties, but there were plenty of roadblocks ahead, especially considering Thailand's past decades of coups and political turmoil. Even with a majority in the House of Representatives, there's no guarantee that Move Forward's leader will become Prime Minister. The Prime Minister must be approved by a joint session of the elected lower house and the 250-member Senate, which is made up of appointed and mostly pro-military establishment members. Nevertheless, Move Forward has urged senators to listen to the people's wish. So that's what's been happening in Thailand today. Let's move and discuss what's been happening in Myanmar. The coastlines of Bangladesh and Myanmar have been hit by one of the region's most powerful cyclones ever. Bangladesh evacuated three quarters of a million people, but avoided the worst of the storm, as officials said it caused no major damage. Myanmar, on the other hand, bore the brunt of the 209-kilometer-an-hour storm, with at least six people reported as dead in the country. Myanmar's entire coastal province of Rakhine has been declared a natural disaster area by the country's military, and the BBC cites residents as saying up to 90% of the region's capital has been destroyed. Before the cyclone, there's been significant fears that the Cox's Bazaar refugee camp in Bangladesh, home to nearly a million Muslim Rohingya refugees, could have been seriously damaged, but it was fortunately spared the kind of damage that hit Myanmar. If you want more content like this from TLDR, then make sure you check out Nebula, where each week we release a roundup of what's been happening in Westminster in our series This Week in Parliament. It's been reported today that Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is visiting the UK in order to discuss a new aid deal. This comes as the fourth stop in his European tour, in which he stopped in Germany, France and Italy. Zelensky met the British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak at the Prime Minister's Grace and Favour home in Chequers, in which both leaders spoke to the press about their new agreement. In the meeting, Zelensky reiterated his desire to create a jet coalition, although he admitted that they still have a little bit more to do before this happens. In this vein, though, Sunak confirmed that the UK will train Ukrainian pilots. Talking about this, he said that he hopes this training will start relatively soon. Finishing up the meeting, Sunak responded to a statement by the Kremlin in which they say they took an extremely negative view of the UK, providing Ukraine with more missiles, saying that the UK will not go away. We'll end the main section of the daily briefing with some uplifting news from the UK, where a new law has come into force making it illegal for employers to withhold tips from their staff. The government says more than 2 million workers will benefit from the new rules, with an estimated £200 million a year going back into the pockets of staff that would otherwise have been deducted. In addition to this, workers will also be able to request more information on an employer's tipping record. That's all we have time for on YouTube, but the briefing isn't over. That's because I sit down with the TLDR team and discuss this weekend's Eurovision final. Should we start with Jan and go I feel like go no, this we should way. start with Jack. I think we should start with Thomas. Scarlett's the obvious start. Okay, start with Scarlett. What well, what's the question? <laughs> what's Say hello. Just stealing yeah. books from the show. Yeah, oh, I haven't yet. They both seem like boat face it, I think, is the risk. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Whereas Lorene presented yeah. a new song, new you staging, new, new <laughs> lyrics. It's, it's fine. It's so good. It makes you want to... In the extended ad-free edition of the Daily Briefing, only on Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creator friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. 
That's things like real-life law's incredible modern conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or Extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings, and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up, and we'll see you on Nebula.